0: Hello and welcome back to our devotions on the Psalms. Today I want to share about Psalm on Psalm 37. It is one of the most refreshing Psalms I've read and it's helped me in my life of anxiety a great deal. Today I will only read from verse 1 to 11 and then follow it next week and the following week we'll deal with more of this, it's such a beautiful Psalm but it's also very long. And I don't want to do it, finish it in just one day. So I'll take three sessions. And then after that, I would like to do Psalm 38, which is just the opposite of Psalm 37. Let me explain. Psalm 37 is about trusting God and not fretting when evil people take advantage of us. But Psalm 38 is about David realizing how sinful he is and asking God for mercy. I think putting these two psalms together will be a really interesting, uh, give us a really good insight into what life with God is. So let's now read Psalm 37, verse 1 to 11. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for such great wisdom. Help us to appropriate this wisdom into our lives. A God it may be, a solid rock, a foundation to our lives. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 37 verse 1 Fret not yourself because of evildoers, be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him and He will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in His way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a little while the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land, and delight themselves in abundant peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I just want to raise one interesting point before I begin looking at this psalm. And that is that very much of the Old Testament is integrated with the new the most familiar one is blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth did you know that this wasn't original it wasn't something totally new said by jesus but what he did was to remind people of this great truth something that people had forgotten again and again and in a sense reinterpreted it made it so real because here it says in verse 9, those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the earth. In verse 11, the meek shall inherit the earth. And so Jesus was simply quoting, but making real, making down-to-earth and, and practical what the psalmist had said centuries ago. But beyond that, we also notice that this, Paul in Philippians mentions um, about our thoughts. And he says, whatever is true, and that's in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. When you do, the peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And this is exactly what he says also in verse 3 of Psalm 37, 3 and 4. Um, dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. I'll talk more about that. How beautiful that is! Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. It's a quest. It's a change of perspective. And so, let us start looking at this psalm and how it has ministered to me. Notice that just in these eleven verses. David, the psalmist, already mentions fret not yourself three times. In verse 1, he says, fret not yourself because of evildoers. In verse 8, he says, fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. And then in verse 7, he says, fret not yourself over the one who prospers in this way. It's almost like psalmist knew very much, very well, how fretful it is when evil people take advantage of us. Isn't this so true? The one of the things that plagues us the most is the injustice in the world. Or worse, injustice to us. Whether it's a small thing like a car cutting into your lane and uh, cutting queue when you have waited uh, almost what 20 minutes in a queue to turn off into, a, into a, the highway and a car goes right to the front and cuts in. Not just one car, but ten cars. And you see cars after cars cutting in. Now, that's a small thing, but it already infuriates us. We get very fretful when we see when we're in the line and we see cars just shooting in in front of us. But it could be a lot worse. It could be when someone cheats you of something of money that should have been yours. Could have been a promotion that you deserved and someone else just came and bad-mouthed you and got the promotion instead of you. It could be any of a myriad things. Where what should have been ours is roughly taken away by someone who does injustice, and we fret, we fret a lot. Just on the road itself, I fret a great deal when I see motorists take unfair advantage of softer motorists. I feel very, very um, angry. Um, feel very angry when I see. People um, take what should have belonged to me. And so having to fret is such a normal thing. And the psalmist says, please don't fret. And he analyzes why we fret. He says, do not be envious of wrongdoers. The reason we fret is because we are envious of them, because they have taken what should have been ours. And we think, well, if I had done the same to him, maybe I should have got it, could have gotten something better. We are envious of what they have gotten by their evil deeds, the ill-gotten gains that they have made. And that makes us very fretful. The psalmist reminds us that those who live on evil and unrighteousness will soon fade like grass the ones who have taken things that belong to others. Sometimes we don't see it, we see them prosper. We see countries that pillage weaker, poorer countries prosper. And we feel so helpless because it's like there's nothing we can do. They're more powerful, they're smarter, they've got more schemes, and they're able to take advantage of us. And God says, first of all, they're not going to last very long. In a short while, they will fade away. It looks like they are prospering. But be assured, they will fade away. But it's not just that assurance that will help us. Because then the psalmist says, turn your mind around. Change your mindset. Don't keep looking at the ones who take advantage of you, at the evil ones who exploit you or rob you of what should have been yours. Stop thinking of them for a moment. I think that's the only solution we have because when we fixate on what they have done to us, even the assurance that they will disappear, they will die, they will fade away, doesn't satisfy us. The psalmist says, do something else. Turn your mind to something else. And then he begins with verse 3 and verse 5 and verse 7 and even verse 8 throughout. He says, first, trust in the Lord and do good. First of all, Turn your mind and turn to God and trust that God knows what he's doing. Is going to recompense you. And then you keep doing good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. What a beautiful phrase, dwell. Dwell is to immerse yourself. Immerse yourself in God's kingdom. Immerse yourself in something so beautiful. And that's where Philippians 4.8 comes in. It says, whatever is true, honorable, whatever is just, that's a change of mind. Think of the beautiful, the good, the just, the pure, the lovely, the excellent, the commendable. Choose to think of these things. That's, in a sense, very much like dwelling in the land, immerse yourself and befriend faithfulness. What a lovely phrase, to befriend faithfulness. To look at the various aspects of faithfulness, to admire it, and eventually to love faithfulness. It's hard to be faithful when you're angry, fretting, when you're envious of the wrongdoers. But if we were then to say, God, I want to be faithful. I want to know what it means to be faithful. The areas where I can be faithful, to be faithful to my work, to be faithful to my friends, to be faithful to the downtrodden, to be faithful in all that I do and to all whom I meet. Faithfulness. To learn the various facets of faithfulness. Spend our minds thinking of that. And then he says in verse 4, Delight yourself in the Lord. Let the Lord be your happiness. Let God take over what you are seeking. Delight in the Lord. You know, that's not an impossibility. When we move our minds away from the things that we, um, that we wish we had gotten, whether it's a huge thing like an inheritance or a promotion, whether it's a small thing like getting to our destination a minute or two earlier, turn your mind away from that and delight in the Lord. Ask the Lord to bring you the happiness and the satisfaction. He will. And he says this then, he will give you the desires of your heart. The things that you really want cannot be grasped by fighting another person. The things that you want will come when you delight in God. And very often we also change the things that we want. It's like two siblings fighting over a toy. It doesn't satisfy this younger sibling wants the older sibling's toy. The moment he has taken the, his brother's toy, he wants the other thing. He wants the other thing that his brother wants. He never finds satisfaction. But what would bring him real satisfaction is when he learns to play with his brother. Then he has a playmate. That gives—that is what the delight of his heart really is. Fighting for what you want doesn't give you the satisfaction. Allowing God to give a solution, whether it's a, and always it is a peaceable solution, gives you what you have desired. And then in verse 3, it says, Commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will act. So instead of doing it yourself and taking the revenge, surrender it to God. Say, God, you take over. You take the outcome because it can only be a good outcome. And then He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. day. The righteous life that you live, the justice that you hold in your heart, and you maintain that that is what is right, that is what you will do, will ultimately uh, vindicate you, ultimately show that you have not wasted your time or your life. We think of the many issues and the crisis that we face. Sometimes we think that our opponents on the winning end commit yourself, trust in God, and he will bring forth the righteousness, the ones, the things that should have been, things that are good. These will be the ones that will come forth. And then he continues not only to trust in God, to commit, to surrender your way, but then in verse seven, to be still and wait patiently. Is it to commit your way, to trust God ultimately results in your being still? Because there's nothing you can do. It's simply to say, God, you do it. And when we take the attitude of, God, you do it, God, I surrender what I want to you, then the immediate obvious step is to be still and to wait patiently. Because now it is in God's hands, no longer in yours. You have surrendered your rights, you have surrendered your desire to fight for what you want. Surrender it wait patiently, be still. And then he says again, fret not yourself over the one who prospers in this way because while you are waiting, you see the guy who has just taken advantage of you gloating away, continuing to prosper in his evil deeds. I had been cheated actually of an inheritance by a stranger who took what was my mother's, um, and it has hurt since then. But I've learned to trust God. Even as I watched this person prosper, there was no legal action that I could take or that I would want to take either. I saw how he is prospering. Yet I sit and I wait, and I trust that God will take care of all our needs and will vindicate us. And then in verse 8 continues, Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself and tends only to evil. Your anger will only lead to evil deeds. Fretting does not help. Rather, refrain from anger. You have surrendered to God. You have learned to be still. And even though you keep seeing your evil person prospering, do not Go, be angry, but let it be, because God will take care of it. And then, says again, Those who wait for the Lord will inherit the earth. In just a little while, the wicked will be no more, but the meek shall inherit the land, and delight themselves in abundant peace. You know, it's so true. That at the end of the day, when you're no longer angry, when you're no longer fighting for your rights, when you've surrendered that right to God, when you've learned to be still and to wait, the only response, only way you can be is to be meek. To be meek is to say, well, I will not fight back. I will not take fierce action. I will trust in my God, even when the evil one seems to prosper. In the Bible, and God, the psalmist then promises that when we take the attitude, we will inherit. That the one who remains meek, waits patiently, will definitely prosper. Over the years, as I thought about what I had lost because of the swindling, I saw how God provided again and again education for my daughter, uh, blessing upon blessing, wealth upon wealth. When I fretted about, when I worried about um, retirement, someone gave us a large gift, placed it in our retirement fund and said, well, this should take care of you. And I stand and wonder at what, even though I could say, well, I could have had more. But you know, the reality is that even as I let go of what I could have had, I found God provides more than enough. And so I sit back and I can only be grateful. Occasionally, I have bitterness that overtakes me. Occasionally, I still writhe in anger and then God reminds me, Hey, look, you have received far more than what you have lost. Why don't you just sit back and be grateful and be meek and allow God to vindicate What the psalmist has taught us is a necessity in our lives. That in the times when we are fretful and angry, the psalmist tells us, first trust God that he will do it, then commit your ways to God, and then be still before God and wait patiently, refrain from anger, forsake wrath, and then just know that the meek will inherit the land. I pray that this will be a guiding principle for all our lives because it sets us free from unnecessary fretting and unnecessary evil when wrath takes over from us. But instead we will be joyful, expectant, grateful people being able to see how God provides for us even when people take from us. Let us pray. Father, let this lesson truly sink into our lives, that at the times when we are fretting over the things that others have stolen or snatched from us, we can rest in the assurance that you have seen and you will recompense, and God, that you will give to us the true desires of our hearts. Lord, you will never shortchange us, but God, you will do what is right for us because you make all things beautiful in its time. Give us that serenity, give us that peace to rest in you, to be still and to wait patiently. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you very much for listening in and um, I hope that you will have really blessed week ahead. Um, once again, I want to remind you to come and join us for our lunch. It's been very fun because each time we get to new, meet people, people who have been around for a long time but we have never really gotten to know them. And once again, if you are in need of a free meal or anything that you can afford, please don't be ashamed because no one's going to look. Just help yourself to lunch. It is really on us. And we believe that God will provide um, just, just today, I received a cheque um, um, for quite an amount that will at least pay for quite a number of lunches for a few weeks. And we know that God will keep providing for us. Of course, if you feel very generous about it and you want also for others to be blessed, please give generously as well. Um, but really, if you need just a good free meal, come and join us and bring your friends really just invite your friends they don't have to come for service just want to bless people and be blessed in turn by knowing them getting to know them yeah so have a great week ahead i look forward to seeing you on sunday god bless you goodbye